Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Up, y'all. Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Rush Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we've got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center. Get to the one, the only Ryan Callahan. Ryan, please be so kind as to tell the good people why we have yet another breaking news edition of this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Well, as we've seen a number of times over the past few weeks, Tennessee has made another addition to its 2023 recruiting class, this time landing wide receiver Nathan Leacock of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, big pickup here for Tennessee uh, for, for several reasons that we'll get into uh, throughout this podcast, but really important for Tennessee to, to land a, a coveted wide receiver target. They've missed out on a few of these over the past few months. And, uh, and to, to get a guy like this that they've coveted over the past few months since he really since he visited Tennessee for the first time back in mid-April, I think he, he became pretty important to Tennessee around that time and has, has gradually become a top target since then. And, uh, and for Tennessee to beat out NC State and North Carolina, primarily two very, very nearby schools uh, for, for Nathan Leacock since he's right there in Raleigh, uh, and then to, to also beat out Michigan, you know, Florida and some others were also in the picture, but I think it also ultimately came down to the, the North Carolina schools, Michigan and Tennessee uh, in the end. And, and for, for Tennessee to win a battle like that for a, for a guy who I think is, is, a, is a pretty impressive athlete and, and whose stock has really risen in recent months, uh, I think this is a, a really important one for Tennessee. And they obviously need some help at the wide receiver position in this class as they continue to build around five-star quarterback commitment, Nico Iamaliava. So, uh, and big to go into the state of North Carolina, a place that's become tougher and tougher in recent years to for Tennessee to go in there and win some big time battles with North Carolina doing a really good job in state with NC state for that matter, doing a really good job in state and with Clemson, obviously getting its fair share of guys. Uh, and, and then, you know, some big programs outside the state have always gone into their Georgia, Florida have, have often had some success in that state in recent years, Ohio state going in there to get uh, Noah Rogers this year. It's just, it's a tough state for Tennessee to, to land some players these days and to go into that state and get a guy like this really important. So I think this is a, a nice pickup, not, not one of those four or five stars, uh, at least not right now, but definitely a guy that I think you're going to look back on and, and say is one of the nicer pieces in this class, certainly on the offensive side of the ball, uh, just, just with the upside he brings as much as anything. Yeah. And you know, I gotta be honest with you, Ryan, on, on first viewing of this, um, uh, and again, this is a young man I, I, I've seen in person all of one time. And uh, it, it's the caveat is obviously that I'm not watching um, recruiting film hours and hours of every day, like a lot of people in our network are. Um, but on first viewing, my first thought was kind of, you know, I don't know if there's really like 18, 19 
players in the state of North Carolina are better than this one. This one, this one looks pretty good to me. I mean, I you look at wide receivers and you know, these days we these days we see more six four and six five and even like some six six type receivers and we forget that six three is still an awfully big receiver, six three, two hundred, and, and he runs really well for that size and uh, we'll see how final rankings end up, uh, and he's got a solid ranking as of now. But it's just, I don't. The first, maybe I'm, maybe I've got my my thoughts on the state of North Carolina all wrong because there is there are some good players in that class every year. But I don't know if there's this, there's 18, 19 kids in that state better than him. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the rankings are going to change plenty in the coming months. So I, hey, I wouldn't rule out that that you could see that change. But I I, I certainly think he's he's not. You know, not ranked behind all of those guys on on Tennessee's board, and and, and you know a lot of the other schools recruiting him for that matter. Uh, I I just think the way he's grown, the way he's developed as a player, and this is not a guy who's been on the radar for a couple years now. You know, with his progression, you know, I, I say this all the time. You when you look at early rankings for a class when guys are just sophomores. Mm-hmm. You don't really know where where guys are ranked because so many players aren't even playing by their sophomore year. And Leacock's really a good example of that. He was he was just sort of starting to work in at the varsity level his sophomore year. His sophomore season was postponed to the spring of last year because of COVID. And and even in that year, he just kind of it was it was sort of a role player, part time guy, and and really finally got his chance his junior year to to really break out. And he did that. And, and oh, by the way, he played last season at around 175 pounds. So since the end of last season, he's put on 25 pounds. Big kid already had the frame to do that. You knew it was going to happen over time, but it's already happened. He's already a 200-pound guy. And then he, he's, he's running in the, you know, according to his coach, in the 10.6 to 10.7 range in the 100 meters. Um, his coach says he's running the 4.4 range in the 40-yard dash. You know, I can't vouch for that. That hasn't come at a college well, camp yeah, or any that, camp. That's, where we, a, that's awfully big to be running a four, four. It, it, I mean, I, it, but even if he's in the four five range, you know, a, a, whatever it might be, even high four fives would be terrific speed for a guy with that kind of size. So on film that that's, you know, that's how I would say it. I, I don't know that he has elite speed, but he has really good speed for a guy who's his size. And he runs away from defensive backs a lot of times on film. So he's, he's clearly, got some some jets for for a guy plenty big you know so i mean certainly when you look at what cedric tillman did last year for tennessee no question nathan leacock can do that and probably even more um speed wise in tennessee's offense and that's that makes him a huge weapon potentially down the field as he continues to develop so i I think this is a really nice pickup and i I still think the arrow is kind of pointing up on on uh, nathan leacock with his development the way he's grown this offseason and, and like you said, I think he's going to be one to watch in the rankings in the coming months. Uh, you know, people always kind of ask this time of year, especially after our recent update to the top 247 on 24-7 sports. Who are some three-star guys that we can maybe keep an eye on to see if they move up in the rankings in the coming months? I, I, obviously, I'm not directly involved in that. I can't make any promises or even drop any hints on something that might be happening. But I, I personally think this is one to maybe keep an eye on that could move up in the rankings just because of how big and how fast he is. He's got a little bit of Caleb Webb to him, to me, a guy that really burst onto the scene last fall when Tennessee um, really made a push for him after he committed to East Carolina, you know, got that bigger frame, got the speed. Uh, I, I think there's a little bit of that to his game where, you know, Caleb Webb ended up in the top 247. not saying that's for sure going to happen or anything like that, but I do think that kind of, that kind of rise at least is possible because of how big and how fast Nathan Leacock is. 
And just the fact that he's a raw player who's only really started for a year at the high school level near two this year could be really big for him. So what you're saying is if he doesn't end up in the top 247 to direct all emails to ryan.callahan at paramountcbs.com, uh, right? I don't think that's our email address, but yes, uh, isn't it? Isn't, and I think they changed it, didn't they? When Paramount bought CBS, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they did. I don't even know anymore. It's changed like three times in the last year, but no, I don't think so. No, I think <laughs> I'm actually right. I'm going to go back and look about this as a complete side topic. I'm going to go back after this podcast and and I'm going to look because I think I think I think I'm right about that, but I'm as, not. I'm not positive. I'm not positive. As, with you being the, the guy on the GoVols 24-7 staff who uses his company email about as often as you use your, your PM inbox on GoVols 24-7, exactly. I'm, I'm going to... Exactly, yeah. I mean, that that's why I'm saying it might be shocking that I'm right about this. That's why I'm saying this. <laughs> but how, however, however, uh, point being that you just brought up Caleb Webb, and, and Caleb Webb is someone who we spoke... Uh, I spoke to Hendon Hooker at, at SEC Media Days on Thursday morning, and... He brought up Caleb Webb saying that, you know, during the season, he's not, he, you know, because guys sign now in the, you know, most of them in, in the early signing period. And, and so the current players on the team don't usually have a lot of time during the season to go watch film of, hey, who are these guys coming in like they used to back in, you know, January back in the day. So he said the bottom line is, with very few exceptions, even the wide receivers, he doesn't always know a ton about them. He's met them, but he doesn't. He hasn't watched them play until they show up for bowl practice and start practicing. And, and he said that there was one time in bowl practice where Caleb Webb kind of high pointed and went up and got a fade ball over a DB in one on ones, and he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he go get it, kid, go get it." I didn't know you could do that. So yeah, I mean, if this kid has that kind of Caleb Webb trajectory, you know, and Cedric Tillman obviously flew under the radar completely through a lot of the recruiting process. So, so it doesn't mean uh, that he's got a pretty good ranking now, but, but it sounds like the trajectory with this young man, bottom line is pointing up. For for sure. And, and his, you know, talking with his coach about him, he, he says he's still a raw guy, but no, you know, he, he basically put it as he's no question. He's got a Sunday body. He's got an NFL frame. And, and has that kind of potential. So uh, th- those are things that I, I think you like to hear. And when you're projecting an early contributor at the college level, you maybe don't always want to hear raw. You always want to hear, you know, this guy's ready to come in and play right away. And, and that's not to say he couldn't still do that, but I think it, it just shows you there's some upside to his game that, that I think colleges started to see this spring. To Tennessee's credit, they were in pretty early on Nathan Leacock, and we talked about that before, kind of a, a, a little bit of a trend with this staff. And some of the guys they've landed, uh, I, I think you have success a lot of times when you get a foot in the door early. But they offered him back in November. Uh, they weren't the only teams to offer him that early, certainly. But you saw Michigan, Florida, some of those other big programs didn't jump in until this spring when they got to go around, see him in person, see how big he'd gotten, things like that, uh, and, and see some of those track times maybe that he was running, things like that. So I, I definitely think Tennessee get you know d- did a good job of, of spotting early the potential that was there, but you know, back when they offered him in November, again, he was only 175 pounds. This is a different looking kid. Now when you see him definitely a big frame and and has the potential to do, you know, a lot of different things at the receiver position because of that. So I, I really like this pickup for Tennessee and think, um, you know, anyone shrugging this off as "Eh, just a three-star receiver. I I think you're going to look back at at this one on signing day and realize this was a a more significant pickup than probably the average fan might, might've realized just based on those three stars. And Ryan, quickly before we go to break here, what, what did what, what did Tennessee do in this recruitment to get this thing kind of over the line? I mean, obviously, 
NC State's in his backyard, North Carolina. UNC's a stone's throw from his backyard. Uh, Michigan is obviously a program that, that, you know, just recently played in the playoff and is doing a lot of big things. How did Tennessee go win this battle? Yeah, and, and I, I, that definitely can't be overstated in this one because this, this one stings for NC State. You know, th- this is a kid NC State had on campus a bunch of times. He didn't take an official visit there last month, but I don't think he really felt the need to because of how close he is to that school. He was going to go there for a midweek visit before his Tennessee official visit at one point, and then NC State uh, called that one off for a couple of reasons. Uh, He had also just been on campus there for a camp uh, pretty recently before that um, and and decided to to hold that official visit in case he decided to wait until the fall. At that time, his decision timeline was up in the air, but he's been to NC State literally dozens of times from what I understand and, and spent a lot of time there, went, to, went there twice last month. So uh, for, for Tennessee to beat out NC State for a kid like this in their backyard definitely hurts for, for them. Um, North Carolina, for that matter, I think recently had kind of gone back in on him after maybe not pushing quite as hard as Tennessee uh, for a little while. I think they were, they, they were really pushing for him down the stretch, trying to, to, to get him in their class. So to beat out a couple schools like that, that again have done a much better job recruiting in state in recent years, uh, is, is no small thing. And, and also, again, Michigan, Florida, uh, for that matter. Florida never got him on campus, but they offered this spring and, and really liked him from what I understand. So I think they're, uh, I think this is an impressive win for Tennessee. And the biggest thing is they were the first out-of-state school to get him on campus. Uh, it, when he traveled to Knoxville in mid-April and he came in for a midweek visit for that last spring scrimmage Tennessee had, you know, they had the, the kind of fake orange and white game, I guess so you could call it, on April 9th. And then they had one more scrimmage after that on that following Thursday. Leacock came in on that Wednesday and Thursday and and went to that final scrimmage on Thursday morning. And that visit really impressed him and I think kind of opened the door for Tennessee to really become a contender. And then, again, he became more important, especially after they missed on guys like Kyler Casper. Um, Even before they missed out on Carnell Tate, I think he had become a – it was pretty clear he was a priority for Tennessee. But certainly once they missed out on Carnell Tate, it was obvious Tennessee had to have Nathan Leacock. There, there, there's some other receivers on the board, but but just not as many guys that they really coveted like they do Leacock and some of the others that they they really couldn't afford to miss on him. The other big thing I think they did a really nice job of, aside from just you know getting him on campus and, and making him a priority, Nico Iamaliava personally got involved in his recruitment quite a bit. They spent some time together out in Las Vegas at the OT7 event last month uh, where, where their seven-on-seven seven teams were, were playing. They didn't go against one another but they, they watched each other play, really spent some time together, at least when they had a chance, and then hung out together th- throughout the weekend when they came in for their official visits last month, uh, the weekend of June 24th. So they, uh, they definitely got to know each other pretty well. I think the idea of teaming up with a five-star quarterback, something that he really didn't feel he had at, had at other schools that he was looking at, really appealed to him. And I think the idea of playing in the SEC was always a big deal to him. So, so just the chance to play at a high-level football program and to team up with a guy like Nico uh, on, on the offensive side of the ball in an offense that he feels he's going to thrive in based on what he's seen from Cedric Tillman and others. I think all that together just kind of made it a comfortable fit for him. And I think this is a guy who, talking with some people close to his recruitment that, that maybe have known him for longer, they always kind of thought he was open to going the, to the big football program. That, that you know North Carolina and NC State were always going to be up there but that if a school like Tennessee came in the picture, he was going to be intrigued by that possibility. And so I think once he got there and saw it for himself, 
I think the idea of playing at a place like that on the big stage really appealed to him. So all that together was a, was a factor, but no doubt give Nico an assist on this one, because I think he really did play a factor in, in the, in his recruitment and kind of sold him on the idea of, Hey, let's team up and you can kind of be my, you know, one, one of my top targets over the next few years. we got a lot more to discuss about young Nathan Leacock, a big wide receiver from Millbrook High School in Raleigh, North Carolina, who has committed to the Tennessee Volunteers today. But we are overdue for a break, so we're going to step away for just a second, pay bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc., and then we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad money! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ad you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. Talking about Tennessee's edition of Nathan Leacock, a big wide receiver, uh, big in stature, big in ranking. This is a six foot three, 200 pounder from Millbrook High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. Tennessee uh, rolling on in recruiting. The Vols uh, ranked, I believe, right now, uh, at least going into to Leacock's commitment, seventh nationally. Uh, we'll probably stay around that range, obviously, with the commitment of, of this young man. Uh, Tennessee's class doing some big things. This is a big, big day. It's been a big month for Tennessee in recruiting, as Ryan said that it was going to be. Plenty more to discuss about this, and we're going to do that um, after uh, I ask you to please go take about a minute out of your day right now and go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. Please, please, please go do that. Uh, if you're just listening on the website, that's fine. That's great. We love you. There's no problem with doing that. There's no wrong way to consume this podcast. But what really helps us out is if you go in there uh, in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, 
You can cast the fine pod. You can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. It's a labor of love. No problem at all for us. Um, but it really helps us if you go in there and rate and review and subscribe and tell your friends, and it doesn't take much time to do that. Uh, I don't think that's too much to ask since we're doing this for free, uh, but still, it is an ask. So if, if you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. And if not, uh, go f*** yourself. Ryan, by the way, before we get back into this, have you checked uh, the test email that I sent to you a minute ago? Uh, no, let's uh, let's do that right now. Just really quickly, I need to know if it if the test email went through. It, it has not. It said to me that it went through. I mean, we'll see if it shows up, but nothing yet. I okay. I I don't know that I believe you, but I will see because it said it, it popped up like in the R with like you know the green circle with the white R yeah. in it. It popped up when I typed in what I said in the first segment. So I'm okay. pretty well. sure I'm going to end up being right on this one. However, Ryan, let's get <laughs> back to the topic at hand. This is a breaking news podcast after all. And it is, by the way, uh, Nathan Leacock. You have spoken to the young man several times, and he has confirmed that to you personally, right? So we, we don't have to have any debate on the pronunciation of the name. It is Nathan Leacock. Yeah, I've heard some people say Laycock, so I had, had to had to clarify that with him. It is, he he confirmed it as Nathan Leacock. So um, that one, not one of the trickier names in Tennessee's class, obviously, but uh, I know there, there have been multiple pronunciations on that. So rest assured, if you have been pronouncing it that way, that is, that is the correct way to say it. Yes. So it is not lay. It is holy. That's a good Catholic joke for you right in there. Ryan, when you look at um, just Tennessee's recruiting situation in general, I know that, that, that Cameron Selden is a kid who, uh, obviously has a lot of positional versatility, right? This is a guy who who could do a lot of different things for Tennessee, a great athlete, big jumbo athlete who you know, could play some wide receiver, running back. We'll, we'll see what he ends up doing. Um, but there had been perhaps a surprise to some, uh, and a mild surprise for me, but, but I don't know uh, recruiting as well as you do, just full stop. So, um, But it seemed like uh, you know, Nico Iamaliava, Tennessee added three or four really good-looking wide receivers who are freshmen in this class right now that's with the team working out, getting ready to play for the season. But um, you, know, you kind of wondered, were they going to go get some more big-time guys in there with Nico? And obviously we know um, that with Carnell Tate, took a big swing, came so close to getting him. Uh, but in the end, he wanted to stay closer to home, go to Ohio State. Understandable. Uh, how surprised are you at all? Um, perhaps maybe you're not that, that Tennessee uh, has finally kind of added some more wide receiver ammo to this class. And, and, and how much do you think Tennessee is going to keep doing at that in this? Class? Yeah, that, yeah, definitely not surprised that they, uh, that they were, were finally able to land one of these guys. You know, I, I think some, I think if anything, people have been surprised that they've had a few misses, but I mean, remember they've been, they've been sort of shooting for the stars on this one. They've been going for some big name guys. They didn't. They, you know, they weren't able to land those big name guys last year. So just simply weren't in the mix for a lot of them. So I think just just being in the race for them, you know, still a a, a positive step. Even though you, you know, there's no consolation to finish second or, or or anything like that for guys to to be in the mix for for players like Kyler Casper and uh and obviously Carnell Tate and, and to to be the leader at one point uh for for the nation's top junior college prospect Malik Benson before. He took official visits to Alabama and Georgia and ultimately committed to Alabama. You know, just being in the mix for those players, not not a bad sign. But, you know, they, they'd had some misses. They needed to get some big-time targets at wide receiver. As you said, we'll see over time how much Cameron Selden factors into that equation. He's certainly 
I think wants to play receiver, probably gets his first look there for sure. And, and at the very least, you know, Tennessee sold him on kind of a Debo Samuel type role. So I think you're going to see him line up at receiver in some form or fashion. Um, you know, as far as a pure receiver, though, this is a big one because you, you don't have a lot else in this class so far. You've got Nate Spillman, the in-state receiver, uh, who, who still, I think, has some positional versatility for the future. So we'll see um, you know, wh- where he finishes in the long run. But I think you needed a guy like this to kind of be uh, a surefire receiver, a, a kind of go-to target in this class. And I think they need still a little more help at receiver in this class. I think they would like to take at least one more uh, in addition to Nathan Leacock to, to make sure they address that position. They, they did sign four receivers uh, in, in the 2022 class. But remember, yeah. one of them, uh, Cameron Miller, already has moved to safety. So you're really down to three receivers in that class uh, from, from 2022. So I think you got to keep addressing that position. And, and, and there's, there's plenty of confidence that Tennessee's going to be okay at that position, that you're going to get guys over time. Um, you're you're going to win your share of battles just with this offense, especially the you know the more they continue to show what they did last year. You know, if Cedric Tillman has another big year, gets drafted early, you know, Valus Jones just got drafted this year. You know, you continue to put out NFL guys and put up big numbers in this offense. You're going to continue to have success in recruiting. So, you know, big though to get a guy like this early to get someone you've coveted for months and and to really address that position. And and we'll see you know where else they go. Uh, to, to get some help at that position. I, I think they still have a few other guys on the board that they're involved with, but you know, nobody that you would pencil in right now and say he's likely to end up at Tennessee. So still one of those positions where it wouldn't shock me if Tennessee does offer some guys this fall looking for a, another Caleb Webb type who kind of has a, has a big senior season, someone maybe that's already committed to, a, to another school. You know, we'll, we'll see if anything like that happens, but I think Tennessee's still looking to, to add one more there if they can find the right guy. And I'll tell you what I like about this Tennessee recruiting class, Ryan, is that, you know, there's obviously those big-name stars near the top of the class that everybody really loves as prospects, and they should, right? You know, you get a five-star quarterback. You get, you know, two of the top edge-rushing prospects in the country. You know, the, the those are things that everyone is going to get excited about, right? Um, but they got, like, you know, a handful of guys in that 500 to 800 range in terms of, of overall prospects uh, that I kind of like a lot. Um, you know, I, I like the – you know, if you look at the strength of the class as sort of the, the you know, the middle portion of it, like how strong is that? Because everybody's going to get some, you know, a handful of dudes that everybody wants basically, right? Or, or most people will. Um, but I think maybe like the middle third of a class sometimes is is really the, the where, where you can separate. That's where you can make those really good evaluations and you can get a head up on people. And I really like some of those guys that they've got who are kind of ranked right now in that range. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Uh, you know, t- Tennessee obviously is, is going to be ranked higher, um, it, assuming they stay, you know, f- somewhat close to where they are right now in the top 10. Um, they're they're going to be ranked high because of the guys at the top, like Nico Iamaliava, obviously Ethan Davis, Caleb Herring, Sean Davian Bradley. Th- those guys are going to be the ones that, that helped them stay up there. Shamarad Umro climbed up in the, in the top 247 update we had here recently, uh, moving up uh, more than 60 spots now in the top 150 nationally in our rankings and we're a little higher on him than, than others in the industry. But those, to your point, those players in the middle, I, I really like some of those guys and think they're, they're going to go a long way toward defining this class too. You know, obviously I think this class, the, the, the long-term perception of it, it a lot of it's going to be decided by does Nico Iamaliava live up to the hype. If he does, if he's your franchise quarterback for the, for two or three years and, and takes Tennessee to another level, 
this class was a success almost regardless of what else you get because that position is so important. But if they can get guys like Trevor Duncan to live up to the hype um, or to live up to his potential, I think, uh, on, on whichever side of the ball he ends up on, Nathan Robinson, a, a big framed athletic kid from in-state who, who has a lot of potential, I think, on the defensive line. Jalen Smith at linebacker, really productive player at the high school level that, that Tennessee likes. Christian Conyer, we talked about that one, how big that one was. Um, at, at cornerback to get him out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Those guys are mostly three-star guys right now. And, and to see those in the middle of Tennessee's class, John Slaughter even further down than that. And I, I like Slaughter's potential at safety. So if those guys are what Tennessee thinks they are, this is going to be a pretty deep class. There, there, there's going to be a lot of quality to this class. Um, so you've got to – I say it all the time. You can win big-time recruiting battles all day and or, – or maybe not all day, but you can win your share of big-time battles – and still not have a great class top to bottom because at the end of the day, you still have to evaluate well throughout your class or at least for a large portion of your class. You're never going to bat a thousand. No one ever does, even Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and those types. You're not going to do it. But you've got to hit on a good portion of your evaluations and and get guys that pan out. And, and that means taking, you know, people always say you're not going to catch the top teams in the country landing three stars. Well, that's not true. You just got to get the right three stars. Yes. Um, yes. Everybody in the country signs three-star prospects, especially guys who are three stars when they commit and who sometimes become four stars over time or whatever the case may be. But even if Nathan Leacock and some of these guys remain three stars, that's fine. Doesn't, doesn't mean they're not going to be really good players at the next level. Cedric Tillman is a great example of that. Um, he was even lower rated than any of those guys I just mentioned. But you've got to hit on those evaluations, and Tennessee, I think, has – the makings of some players who who had the potential, I think, to be really good, really productive players at the next level and, and can help Tennessee continue to improve its roster over the next few years. So I, I, I'm with you. I like some of the depth in this class, the sort of the middle part of that class right now looks pretty good to me on paper. And obviously we'll see where those guys end up on signing day if they kind of stay in that range rankings wise or if, if our analysts kind of come to agree uh, and others in the industry for that matter come to agree with Tennessee maybe on where they've been on Tennessee's board. And Ryan, before we get out of here, uh, unless you have anything else, the, the last thing that I wanted to ask about was sort of the the numbers. I mean, we've talked about the numbers at wide receiver, so we don't need to rehash that, I don't think. But if you want to, go certainly go go free. Go, go feel free to do that. The floor will be yours. But in, in terms of overall, Tennessee's been on, you know, there for a few weeks it was an absolute bender earlier this month. And, and now – uh, Tennessee, it looks like when you start, there are, there are still numbers in this class that, that they're going to add to, obviously, and, you know, maybe guys decommit, so that'll open up more spots. We'll, we'll see, but regardless, it, it just, I, I know the signing period opens up here in just a few months, but, but it are, are things about to cool off for a little bit in terms of not how hard they're recruiting, but in terms of the actual commitments they're taking? Yeah, there always is a, a, a period where things slow down a little bit as guys focus on their own seasons. I, I don't think we're there just yet. You know, obviously next week, uh, starting on Monday, Tennessee will uh, will get a chance to host prospects for, for one week here at the end of July, and that's always an important week. Um, for, for Maybe for the 2024 class as much as anything, we'll see who ends up visiting, uh, especially next weekend. Tennessee is going to have a recruiting event on the 30th like a lot of teams around the country. So there will be a lot of competition to get guys on campus for that weekend. And Tennessee will be trying to get several, several of its commitments back in town to hang out together 
trying to get several guys in the 2024 class back on campus uh, to, to keep laying the groundwork with, with some of those important targets in that class coming up, but also maybe some targets in the 2023 class. And, and those, those in some cases will be important visits. And then you've got some guys that we know are still working toward decisions coming up. Uh, you know, we still haven't heard a decision date yet for Stanton Ramil, uh, the four-star tackle from, uh, from Thompson high school in Alabama, but certainly Tennessee heavily in the mix for him. And we think based on everything we've continued to hear, that he might make a decision within the next couple of weeks. Uh, cornerback Ricky Gibson, also out of Alabama, looking to make a decision, we think, around August 5th. You know, does he follow through on that? He's, he's planning to visit Georgia next weekend. Uh, Georgia just offered this summer, so that's an important visit potentially. You know, where do things go from there? Uh, Tennessee's still you know, in pretty good shape there, but that's become more of a battle maybe. So things like that. And then we know some other decision dates are out there. Jakeem Jackson, four-star cornerback from Florida, we think Florida is the favorite to land him, but he's announcing on uh, actually next Thursday, July 28. Uh, and then on Friday of next week, uh, Aiden Mizell, the four-star receiver from Florida, another guy we think is leaning toward Florida, but Tennessee has been uh, in the mix there as one of his three finalists along with Alabama and Florida. Uh, so that that's still one to watch maybe next Friday, even though we think Tennessee is an underdog in that one. So definitely some announcements to watch. I think the main names as far as Tennessee is concerned that they still could land. Uh, before the season starts, Stant Ramil, Ricky Gibson, uh, and, and then we'll we'll see if anything else uh, you know c- comes up. Uh, I think there's some other other possibilities out there, but but just no one else is for sure making a decision this summer beyond what we what we know right now. So um, that definitely will be one more wave, I think, and then things will settle down for a while as guys focus on their seasons. But Tennessee, I would not say yet that they're done for the summer. Still, at least a couple more, I think, really worth watching over the next particularly the next two to three weeks and probably two weeks most likely. Well, then I think that's probably a pretty good place to leave it, Ryan. You got anything else, man? No, I think it's a good place to leave it. And, and Tennessee, uh, hey, keep, keeps uh, keep stacking commitments, 19 commitments now for the class. So still some work to do there, but, uh, but, but they're in a, a good spot. If they add even one more to get to 20 commitments going into the season, I think it would be a nice, healthy place to leave it um, going into this season. So Tennessee in a very good spot and, Obviously still in the top 10 in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. There you go. Appreciate the time, Ryan. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at govals247.com. The best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, Basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. we got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. we got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists we've got somebody there we got people up at different hours of the day we got all kinds any time of day anytime you go there 
you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life, advice with kids, what to get spouses for their for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. All, just You never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get GoVols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that. For free, in perpetuity, you also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done, commercial-free, tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find, like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount+. Plus. You got new movies, you got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids, all of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there, something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports, uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour, you get everything on there, and we you get all of that, and our site, all of it, for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.